السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسائدوا شريك اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد We are extremely grateful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to witness the best days of the year Say Alhamdulillah Say again Alhamdulillah Mean it when you say Say Alhamdulillah Do you realize what we've been given? what these days mean and the fact that we are currently now going through last week we were speaking about the coming of the great 10 days now half of the 10 days have almost gone and the fact that we have now reached these 10 days to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there's two things that we need to do one is of course be grateful so we say alhamdulillah we praise him we thank him we appreciate and we show our appreciation and the second thing is we try to take advantage of every single moment that remains and this is true gratitude this is showing that we are appreciating these blessed days that not a moment go by without us making the most of it because it's not going to stay the time is ticking away it doesn't wait for anybody so we have to make the most of this time whilst it's here and guess what guys the best is yet to come if you think this is special this is holy this is blessed this is important the best is yet to come Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept it in a such a way that we've got these 10 days and the best will come right towards the end the ninth day the day of Arafah which is going to be next Tuesday it's which is what we're going to be speaking about today that is the best of the best of the best and that is yet to come so alhamdulillah we've been blessed with the best days but even better is about to come now we all know the last 10 nights of ramadan everybody knows the importance of the last 10 nights of ramadan and we also know that in the last 10 nights of ramadan there is one night which is known as laylatul qadr but the thing is nobody knows when it is nobody knows when it exactly is doing we don't know it could be the 21st 23rd 25th, 27th or 29th. But regarding these 10 days, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been so kind to us. He's told us exactly. We don't know when the best night of the year is, but we know when the best day of the year is. 100% we know. Allah has told us clearly that the best day of the entire year is the day of Arafah. We know already. So it helps us to plan for it, prepare for it, we know that on this day, if we do certain actions, we are guaranteed that we are going to get Allah's forgiveness. We're going to get our du'as answered. We're going to get everything we wanted and desired. That is if we make an effort for that day. So, now the day of Arafah, we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he keeps us alive to witness it and that we can see and experience the day of Arafah. These 10 days as well, it's like, We've got the 10 days, the 10 days we've got them. But what do we do with them? What are we doing with them? Are we doing anything with them? You know, one of the pious scholars, he mentions that in my time, during these 10 days, wherever I used to go, 
I used to hear a sound and it, the sound was like the crushing of waves. This is the description he gave. Have you heard waves and the crushing of waves? Do you know what that sound was? That sound was during these 10 days, the people of the past knew that there was a certain practice that would be carried out during these 10 days. And what was it? The practice of reciting the takbir of tashriq. This is one way of showing gratitude to Allah. Are we really grateful that Allah gave us these 10 days? Are we grateful? Are we? No? No? We are? One way of showing gratitude to Allah is to ensure that we are raising our voices with the takbir of tashriq during these 10 days. And how did the people of the past do it? It sounded like the crushing of waves. And we're like just sitting silently, muted. Right? This is, this is something that's it's a forgotten practice and we need to revive it. Let's, let's read the takbir together a few times. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Walillahi alhamd. I can't hear some of you. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Walillahi alhamd. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd, Allahu Akbar. Shaitan's telling you, stop. Shaitan's telling you, don't do it. Seriously. He's saying, that's it now. Don't do any more. That's it. Why are you doing it so many times? When's he going to stop? This is, these are whispers of Shaitan. Shaitan doesn't want you to say Allah's name. When you're watching a football match, he won't stop you from cheering, from going crazy right from celebrating he won't but when it comes to this is the difference in the last 10 days of ramadan shaitan's still locked up so you're going and i'm going and we're all going but in these 10 days we have to fight the shaitan and this is why the takbir is very powerful when the muaddin says allahu akbar allahu akbar what happens the shaitan runs he doesn't like takbir so he's going to do everything to stop you from saying the takbir you're going to say oh it's awkward it's not right. I feel embarrassed. I don't normally do this. But this is it. This is the struggle. This is where the reward is. This is what we're being asked to do. We have to make a change. And change is hard. Change is hard. Nobody likes change. But this is where the sweetness is. This is where we'll get something. Where we start taking uncomfortable action. If we carry on doing, Shaitan wants you to remain stuck. That's his job, to keep you where you are. Not to move forward. That's what he wants. But we want to move forward. We want to make sure that this year is not the same as last year. So come on a few more times. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La there was a Jewish rabbi. He came to Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu. 
And he said to him, there is a verse in your Quran. If we, the Jews, had that verse revealed in our holy book, we would consider that day to be the day of Eid. Umar bin Khattab said, what are you on about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Which verse? He said, I'm talking about Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al-Islam deena. Quran, Allah says, today I have perfected for you for you, your religion. And I have, uh, I, I, I have completed my favor upon you. And I am pleased that Islam will be the only religion accepted to Allah. Umar bin Khattab said, that verse, you're talking about that verse, one of my verses from my Quran, you're talking about Quran to me. I know exactly where that verse was revealed and when it was revealed. That verse was revealed. It was the day of Friday, Jumu'ah, and it was revealed in the plain of Arafah when the Prophet Wasallam was in Hajj. That's when it was revealed. I was there. I can tell you that. And let alone a day of Eid. That was two days of Eid for us because Jumu'ah is an Eid for Muslims. Every Jumu'ah is an Eid for Muslims. Today is a day of Eid. And the day of Arafah is a day of Eid for Muslims. You might be thinking, really? We only know two Eids. No. The Prophet says, Yawmu Arafah, wa Yawmu Nahar, wa Ayyamu Tashriq, Eidul Lana Ahl Islam. The Prophet said, In the days of Dhul Hijjah, there are five days of Eid. Five. Yawmu Arafah, the day of Arafah is your first day of Eid. Wa Yawmu Nahar, which is the tenth which we call Eid al-Adha, is the second day of Eid. وَأَيَّامُ التَّشْرِيكِ 11th, 12th and 13th of Dhul Hijjah are also days of Eid. And this is why during these five days, we say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illa Allah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Walillahi Alhamd. We're trying to get everyone used to it, so that when you go from here, that's what you're saying. When you're driving, that's what you're saying. You enter your home, that is what you're saying. You leave your home, that is what you're saying. Yes, we're not used to it, I'm not used to it, but we have to start creating this vibe because this is what these days are for. The way to show gratitude to Allah for these days, this is what He wants us to do. So the fact that Allah guided you to Islam, He made you a Muslim, you know what Allah wants you to do? He wants you to say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Say it aloud, He wants you to say it. This is the way to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anyhow, so these are the five days of Eid. And then Allah swears, Allah swears. Al-Azim la yuqsimu illa bil-Azim. Allah is great. When he swears by something in the Quran, how great would that thing be? Allah says, where he says, He swears by these 10 days. And then he says later on, وَشَاهِدٍ وَمَشْهُودٍ Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu says, Washahid. Shahid means Allah is swearing by the day of Jumu'ah today. Washahid. Allah is swearing by the day of Jumu'ah. That's how great the day of Jumu'ah is. Washahid. The ulama of tafsir say, Mashhud means the day of Arafah. The day of Arafah is so great that Allah swears by it. Washahidin wa mashhud. Now, when is this day going to come? Next Tuesday. So we already know, next Tuesday is the day of Arafah, the 9th of Dhul Hijjah, next Tuesday. And it's going to be from Fajr all the way till Maghrib. And the Prophet ﷺ has told us this is Afdalu Ayyam al-Dunya. These are the best days of the year. And the day of Arafah is the best day 
which means that those 18 and a half hours are going to be the best 18 and a half hours in the whole Islamic calendar. I'm counting from 3 o'clock Fajr till 9.30 Maghrib. 18 and a, these are going to be the best 18 and a half hours this year. My question to you is, what's your plan? What are you going to do with these? These are the best 18 and a half hours of this entire year. What's your plan? What are you going to do? How are you going to spend these 18 and a half hours? Do you have a plan? Have you thought about what you're going to do? How can we make the most of this 18 and a half hours, the best 18 and a half hours? Seems like a lot of us don't have a plan yet, right? So in the few minutes that we've got remaining, let's create a plan together, inshallah. Let's use this time now to make a plan how we're going to spend next Tuesday, inshallah. This is a suggested plan that we can all create together. Number one, the first thing that we need to do, and I mentioned this last week as well, that before the arrival of the day of Arafah, we need to correct and mend, fix our relationship with Allah and fix our relationship with the people. The way we fix our relationship, that, be honest, since Ramadan, Laylatul Qadr, all of that, it's gone. How many sins have we committed? How much wrong have we done? We're drowning in our sins already. So don't we need to fix our relationship with Allah? So before the day of Arafah arrives, so that we can maximize and take the benefit of that day, we want to be cleansed from our sins. So use the time from now. Today is a good opportunity. Maybe immediately after Juma Salah, instead of rushing out, spend a minute just making tawbah. Or if you get time on the weekend or on Monday, before the day of Tuesday, before the day of Arafah, spend a few moments in making tawbah to Allah. Cry if you can, so that when the day of Arafah comes, we can benefit from it. Because you know when these days come and go, a lot of us, it doesn't make any difference to us. Like at the moment, we're experiencing the best days of the entire year. And for most of us, we're just carrying on with our normal lives. It's not really making any impact to us whatsoever. The problem isn't with the days. The problem's with us. Because it's not clean in here. So we have to clean it. We have to clean it to receive the blessings of these days. So number one is fixing our connection with Allah. And secondly, number two is fixing our connection and our relationship with other people. If there's anyone we've stopped talking to, if it's your brother, your sister, your auntie, your in-laws, your children, your neighbor, if there's someone, your relationship is messed up with them, well, you don't want to carry that on until the day of Arafah because the day of Arafah is a day of forgiveness. And if you don't forgive other people and let go of that grudge, then you won't get the forgiveness. Why are you letting somebody else's wrong stop you from getting Allah's mercy? If somebody else is doing wrong, why are you doing wrong as well? They might have hurt you. They might have said something to you. That's understandable. And Islam recognizes your human emotion. You, you feel hurt. Nobody's saying to you that go and turn up at, the, at their house every day. But to totally cut off and not even make salam, do you know what that means? On these holy and special, you could do hajj every year. You could fast every day. But the acceptance of the good deeds will be pending. Allah will hold on to it. And Allah will say, when you decide to forgive each other, that's when I'll forgive you as well. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he heard that somebody was part of the slander of his daughter. Somebody took part in that. And that was one of his relatives who he would give a regular donation to. He was funding him. And he made a vow and he said, do you know what? Wallahi, from now on, I'm not going to give that guy any money. How dare he speak about my daughter like that? 
And Allah revealed verses of the Quran. That the wealthy people referring to Abu Bakr amongst you should not make promises like this. That you're not, not going to spend on anybody. And Allah says, Abu Bakr, don't you want Allah to forgive you? If you want Allah to forgive you, you have to learn to forgive other people. So the first job we need to do is get our own forgiveness from Allah and forgive other people. Are we going to do this inshallah? And it's probably the hardest thing that you're going to do this year. Forgiving somebody else. It's praying all night and fasting and doing hajj is easy. This is Eid al-Adha, the Eid of sacrifice. So before we sacrifice the animal, let's learn to sacrifice our ego. That's the, that's the spirit of it, isn't it? Sacrificing our ego for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's number one. Number two, the second thing we need to do is sleep early the night before. Try and sleep early on the Monday so that we can wake up a little before Fajr Salah or maybe an hour before, before the Fajr and pray Tahajjud. Even if it's two rakat, four rakat, because Tahajjud is the best Salah after the Fara'if. And we can try and engage in making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, then maybe we can, be, before half an hour before Fajr, have suhoor. Have some suhoor and then we start our day with fasting. Fasting on the day of Arafah. Make our intention now as we're sitting here. Next Tuesday, inshallah, we're all going to fast. It's too good not to fast. It's like you, don't, you can't miss out on this one day of the year. Why? Because the Prophet said, anybody fasting on the day of Arafah, Allah will forgive your past sins for one year and your future sins as well. Like it's, it's, too, it's too great to miss out on. So that's something, talk about it within your family, within your friend circle. Next Tuesday is a day of fasting. We're all going to fast inshallah. So that's another thing we want to try and do. And remember, fasting from day till morning till evening, you will be considered in ibadah. So there's nothing greater than this. Um, now you've had your suhoor, try and pray your fajr on that day in congregation in the masjid, whichever masjid you go to. Because the Prophet said, whoever does their fajr salah in congregation, for the rest of the day, you are under the protection of Allah. And we need that. On the best day of the year, we need Allah's protection so, so that we can carry on doing good deeds. And then after, after fajr, if you can, remain in the masjid for just about 45 minutes or so until the sun rises. It's not long. The sun will rise and then after sunrise, you pray two rakat salah. Now I know that everybody here, none of us are going for hajj this year. May Allah accept everybody that's gone. May Allah give us a chance to go. But this year, we know nobody's going from this gathering now. Whoever had to go has gone. But if you come for fajr on any day, by the way, not just on the day of Arafah, any day of the year, if you do your fajr and after fajr, you remain in the masjid until the sun rises and then you pray two rakat salah, you get the reward of an accepted hajj without going for hajj. The reward of an accepted hajj and that's awesome and then after this the rest of the day to engage in dhikr whether you're driving you're doing the school run you're doing the laundry at home you're at work you're coming back from work regardless of where you are you're busy doing your shopping engage in dhikr the prophet said subhanallah alhamdulillah la ilaha illallah allahu akbar these words are better than everything in this world Meaning if somebody was to give you the entire universe in your possession and on one side you have subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, allahu akbar. These words are much more valuable in the sight of Allah than owning the entire world. The whole world is going to perish. But the reward of these words will be everlasting with you on your akhirah hereafter journey. 
So that's another thing we want to do, engage in dhikr. So the day of Arafah, we want to spend reciting Quran as much as you can in dhikr and in dua. Divide your time between these three things whenever you get a moment. And remember, dua is the most important thing on the day of Arafah because the Prophet said there is no day in the entire year on which Allah frees more people from the hellfire than he does on the day of Arafah. So one of the du'as we were going to be making is, Oh Allah, free us from the hellfire. Because that is the day when most people are freed from the hellfire. Now in conclusion, the be what's the best thing you can do on the day of Arafah? The Prophet said, Khayru dua, dua yawmi Arafah. The best du'a is the du'a made on the day of Arafah. He says the best thing I, meaning the Prophet wasallam, have ever said in my entire life and the prophets before me, what is it? La ilaha illallah, wahdahu la sharika lahul mulku wa lahul hamd, wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. This is the best thing the Prophet wasallam, and all of the prophets have ever said and this is the special recitation for the day of Arafah. Imagine that the best days and from the best days, the best day. And then who are the best of the prophets? And from the prophets are is the prophet sallallahu to the best of all prophets. And then the best thing that he said. So the best days and the best day of the best days, the best people and then the best prophet and the best thing that the prophet said, the best of the best of the best of the best. Is La ilaha. And you learnt it when you were small, when you were young in Madrasa, you learnt it probably as the fourth kalima, Jaharum kalima, the kalima of Tawheed. You learnt it. La ilaha illallah, wahdahu la. If anybody doesn't know this, that's one thing I'm going to say. Learn this by next week, by Tuesday. Make sure you learn this. La ilaha illallah, wahdahu la sharika la, lahul mulku wa lahul hamd, wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. If you can't say it too many times on the day of Arafah, Aim to say at least 100 times. It's going to take you eight minutes from 18 and a half hours. Can you spare eight minutes? Eight minutes, that's it, to say a hundred times. It's the best thing the Prophet has ever said. The best thing you can do on that day is say this a hundred times. And you know what will happen if you say a hundred times? Not just on the day of Arafah, on any day. The Prophet wasallam said, Whoever says, La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la, lahul mulku wa lahul hamd, wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. One hundred times. Number one, it, you get the reward of freeing ten slaves. And you're probably thinking, what does that mean? We don't have slaves. Do you know what it means? In one hadith it says, Whoever frees one slave, Allah will free one organ of yours from the hellfire. So if you free 10 slaves, that means your whole body is freed from the hellfire. Meaning if you read this 100 times, you're not going to hell. That's what it means. You're freed from the hellfire. So number one, number two, Allah will give you 100 rewards. Number three, Allah will delete 100 sins from your account. Number four, you'll be protected from the shaitan the entire day. So the earlier you do it, the better. And number four, no one, in the entire world will be better than you in reward except the person who recited it more times meaning you'll become the best in terms of reward you will become the best person in the sight of allah for reading this hundred times the only person will be better than you if somebody read it 150 times then they'll be better than you otherwise you're the best for reading the best thing now 
I've said a lot of things. And after a while, it starts feeling daunting, thinking, oh, so many things to do. I know you've got work. I know you've got the kids. I know you've got a busy schedule. The following day is going to be Eid. Everyone's busy. Everyone's got their life going on. We're all like that. So to make it easy and to facilitate and to ensure that we don't miss out on the blessing on the day of Arafah, we've keep, we're keeping, inshallah, a special Arafah day program at the best time of the best day. And the best time is the last part of the day. So what we're doing is we're delaying our Asr Salah. We're going to keep Asr Salah next Tuesday at 8 p.m. inshallah. And Maghrib's at 9.30. So what we're asking from you on the day of Arafah, come to this masjid at 8 o'clock. Do your Asr Salah and then remain in the masjid from 8 till half 9. And what we're going to do, we're not going to have lengthy talks. This is going to be a short reminder. And then you're going to be given time. Everyone around you is going to be reading Quran. What are you, wanna, what are you going to do? You're going to pick up the Quran. Then we're going to do some dhikr. We're going to give time to do this a hundred times. Then we're going to do uh, dua collectively, individually. So this will be an opportunity. We're social creatures. We look around what everybody else is doing. If you're sitting at home, most likely we'll get busy in Eid preparations or just going on Netflix or just reading our text messages. We know what the reality is. So instead, spare some time on Tuesday, inshallah. Put it in your diaries. Who's coming, inshallah? Tuesday, please come yourself, bring the brothers, bring the sisters. And on your, there's going to be uh, dates and water provided for those fasting, inshallah. And then on your way out, iftar food will be given to you. We're not going to be having a sitting down meal. They'll be given to you on your way out because we know the next day is Eid and you want to rush home and make preparations. So do the people in the masjid. So on your way out, iftar will be provided to you to take home with you as well. Inshallah, I look forward to seeing everybody on Tuesday at 8 o'clock, inshallah. Say inshallah.